What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and let you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. What's up, y'all? This episode is sponsored by Park Hill Consulting Services. If you are interested in learning how to purchase your first investment property or you need some help getting your finances in order so that you can purchase your first investment property, just contact us at www.parkhillconsultantservices.com and we can get you started. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. On the way to the top floor, I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of room as the motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a play play. On the way. Motivation for all the real ones, On the way. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next when I'm on the way. You ain't take risks cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. My name is Deanna Kent, and I'm here with my co-host, Xavier Miller. What's up? What's up? And today we have two very special guests joining us today. Today we have the husband and wife team of Petway Estates, Darius and Courtney. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Appreciate y'all for coming on. Thanks. All my pleasure. So the first question we always ask our guests is, so what was the start to everything y'all doing now? Just giving a little background on ourselves. Yeah, the start was, uh, <laughs> so I'm doing my master's out here in Louisville, Kentucky at seminary. And uh, uh, just trying to figure out a better way to do life <laughs> besides your traditional uh, work week, you know, eight to five, or really, I think I was working overnight at that time. And um uh, yeah, so I began to notice different houses in the community, and uh, I was I started guesstimating um, just how much a property would be worth. And um, one day, I think I told my wife there was a house next door to us, and I was like, "We need to buy that house because <laughs> nobody lives there, and it's a nice home. And in this neighborhood, it would sell for X amount of dollars." And so uh, we ended up finding out that that house was sold in a tax auction uh, for a very low price to an investor. And so uh, moving forward, um, I just I, I'm not one like to just hop and take a leap. So um, I, I just continue to pray about it. And a few months passed. And next thing you know, um, uh, yeah, we just decided to go go for it. All steam ahead. That's so, yeah. the short version. <laughs> <laughs> The long version is he told me and I was like, nah. <laughs> this is true. I had no desire to do real estate like at all. Um, at the time I was working at U of L um, and I had a peer who was doing real estate, but she had nothing but horror stories. Mm. So she would always just, you know, in conversation, like, don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. <laughs> so, you know, you imagine my mindset when my husband comes to me and says, hey, let's flip this property. I'm like, are you crazy? No, <laughs> no. So thankfully, long story short, you know, after he, he eventually convinced me and then here we are and I love it. And I'm glad it's one of the best decisions we ever made. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's so dope. So, <laughs> so getting to that, 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 uh, you said the first day was next door. So like, was it like costly or was it just like something cheap? Um, well, at the time costly. we think it was, you know, I don't know. Cause we never really looked into it. Yeah, all I know is when we looked it up, um, it, was sold. it was just so it had like 
when I was looking at it, you know, I told you I waited a few months to move. Within mm-hmm. those few months, it had sold in the tax option. Right. And I only noticed it because it was a nice home that nobody was living in. And apparently uh, the uh, the former owner had passed away. Mm, okay. And so it, 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 if, if I would have just moved, if I would have moved uh, with my initial instinct, it could have been ours. But, uh, yeah. We didn't know really the details. Yeah. We never really got that far. Yes. So what did y'all's first deal look like um, whenever it did come about? Like, how did y'all mm-hmm. dive into it? So um, our first deal pretty much came from our realtor. She would send us leads, like free leads, because we provided value. You know, we said we tried it. We're going to, our plan was to do, you know, X amount of properties. You know, you'll get 3% up front when we buy, 3% when we sell. So we kind of sold her on that. So as a result, she started sending us leads. So one of the leads um, we bought, and it was off the MLS. So it was a listed property. Um it's been it's been almost two years now, but I think we bought it for like one one oh one. And it was around seventy to renovate. No, let's let me go back. It's about sixty to renovate, we were told. <laughs> so first deal. first deal, right? Sixty to renovate, we were told. And we were also told by our realtor who um was new. was new. That's the stake number two. <laughs> and that was sell for like what two forty yeah. something like that. So I think we were thinking we were gonna make a profit of like forty something after all costs, like after renovation. Yeah. Lord have mercy. <laughs> just a minute. Um, after all costs, we were thinking about making, I think, 30 to 40. Forgive okay. us if our numbers aren't exact, because this was almost two years ago. Yeah. And uh, pretty much it's not how it went at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our first deal. So we ended up buying it. Instead of 60, it ended up being like 70, because yeah. we found out we had to put a whole new HVAC system in there. So that cost us almost an additional 8 to 10 grand. Um, and then we made a net profit of everything of only about ten thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, which is still okay, but it wasn't what we thought we were gonna get. We spent more time than we should. I think we said we were gonna spend like only three months on that project because it was a full gut. So that was also mistake number three. <laughs> we had an experienced realtor. Didn't have the right rehab costs. We also got gypped by our, our GC. Got gypped by our GC. Oh, oh so, man. Yeah. So, it was just a lot. Yeah. So, that's why when we are sharing about contractors yeah. and what not to do, we're not talking from, you know, something we learned from a book. Right. <laughs> this is real life. Real life. So, um, yeah, we made money, but not as much because of a lot of st- mistakes, which okay. is, you know, expected from a new person. Experience is the best teacher, they say. But exactly. but uh, what so what made y'all decide to do flipping with that instead of just buying something and hold money? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the best answer. Hey, I can't. Be, I can't. We just being answer. honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. We know, of course, rentals and that passive income is long game, right? right. But we had some immediate goals okay. we were trying to reach, and we knew, um, you know, it's nothing like you know. Five-figure five checks, right. you know. So we also wanted to use that money to purchase more rentals and not have to over-leverage. Right. So the idea was to, you know, wholesale, flip, get that capital up, and build our portfolio. Yeah. See, that's and awesome. also, 
when it comes to runners and how young we were at the time, mm-hmm. yeah, it would have been really, 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 really yeah. like almost dangerous because just making sure your ARV doesn't matter at that point. It just matter what it appraises for it because yeah. a bank is only going to, um, you know, finance 75 to 80% of appraisal value. So just making sure that your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed and being that young, we'd have definitely screwed up something. And we definitely screwed up something in the future after then. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's important because if we had if we had started on rentals then, like Darius said, our numbers would have been all messed up. Crazy so we wouldn't have, we probably would have been in the red, not right. making cash flow, probably paying like some people are, you right, know, right, instead right. of making money, they're having to shell out money just to make sure, you know, they meet their mortgage and other expenses. So mm-hmm. um, I'm glad we got that experience because it's definitely helped us even now when picking out properties, whether we're flipping or renting. That's so dope. Like just seeing that y'all had to plan with that because so many people, they will be flipping money, making, getting those five-figure checks. And y'all know, especially when you're young, you're going to go blow through it. They're not mm-hmm. thinking like, let me get some rentals with this yeah. so I can get some passive income. they just thinking, oh, I'm about to, we live. Or I got some money, we straight. So that's so dope y'all had a plan. That was also something else I wanted right. to ask y'all because I've seen on, on y'all page, y'all talked about having financial goals as a couple. So I'm like, so, uh, so I always ask, when we have couples on the show, I always ask, like, how important is that having those conversations early on, establishing those things? Yeah. Um, it's very important. And um, I, like, if, if you don't have a goal, a lot of the times uh, you'll squander opportunity, you'll squander resources, you'll squander money. And uh, you, you don't want to do that. So our goal, um, our number one goal was to be debt free. Mm. And, uh, Yes, I, I hate school. Yeah, I, I graduated from uh, Auburn University at Montgomery. And, Where you go? No, I'm a real tight fan, though. But he went to Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> because money, they offer the scholarship. Yeah, but, uh, That's yeah uh, just so much school debt uh, that I had racked up. And she had, she didn't rack up nearly as much as me. But yeah, combined, we had a, a significant amount. And so just wanting to knock that out um, and also wanting to be financially independent. Uh, my desire to pastor a church. Mm. Um, uh, mostly, I know between you know your TIs and all these other guys uh, misinformed. Majority of pastors don't make nothing. <laughs> right. They don't. So just realizing, like yo, like most churches, you know, seventy five percent of pastors are bivocational, means that they not only pastor but they have another job on the side because the churches can't afford to pay them. Um, but just realizing, um, hey, I'm, I, I might need to have some passive income coming in and also knowing that my family is my first ministry. So right. I, I don't want to be, you know, ministering to others, but mom is at home trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to make it through. Right. So uh, those are just some of the goals if you want to add to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that's one of his main things. Again, he wants to be a pastor. And like you said, I know TV can show off like some of the flashy pastors, but if we're honest, a lot of the local ones, they're not making money for real. Let's just, we're just being honest. And so he wanted to do something, you know, in addition to that, to make sure that, you know, his family is taken care of first and he doesn't have to rely on the church for income. Mm. But um, as far as the financial goals, the reason why we had the mindset, you know, not to squander that first even 10,000, even though to us it wasn't much or what we wanted, you know, for young people, that was still a lot still get, you know, a $10,000 check. Um, it was because we had foundation um, at, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
we had a foundation at the beginning to, you know, learn how to budget. Like we did a recent post on our Instagram talking about, you know, you got to have the basics. Like you got to know, okay, how much is coming in, how much is going out. You know, Dave Ramsey, I don't agree with everything he says, but one of the key things he says is you got to tell your money what to go. Don't let your money tell you what to do with it. You tell it what to do with it. And we had that foundation when we were just working regular jobs. And so we still carried that mindset even into real estate investing, you know, we're not going to touch this. This is going to go here and we're going to use that for this. So we're going to use that as a, um, uh, for our carrying costs for another property. So you just have to have those basics before, because if you can't handle a couple of hundred, how are you going to manage thousands? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, we had to have that mindset. That's so dope. And so something mm-hmm. else, and I, I need to put, <laughs> I didn't even plan on asking this, but this I think this is a, <laughs> I think this is a good question to ask because oftentimes you will see people like getting in relationships and they'll be like a year later they were like well I didn't know that he had a hundred thousand dollars of debt you like how you ain't like y'all been together a year how you don't know that exactly. so it's like yeah. and they always some people say like okay so when should we have that money conversation is it like uh, as soon as possible right as soon as you know because it's like when I first met her we were only friends but believe it or not. Even when we were friends, I'm like an open book type person. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> laid my whole life pretty much out to it because I realized, like, probably after two weeks of being friends, like, this is wife material, right? Right. So, um, <laughs> I, I laid that out to her. Like, I even told her, I'm like, yo, I'm looking for a wife. I ain't got time for this casual <laughs> hookup, all of this stuff. Like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get married. I'm trying to please Beautiful. God. I know right. a lot of dudes. I ain't, ain't none of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, just clarifying that and, and presenting that tool because once I present to her, hey, I'm trying to get married. Hey, I, I got this on my. I got this type of debt on my back. I got this that I'm going through. That gives her the option a to stick with it or to get out. Right. And I respect her if she gets out, right? right? Because yep. at least she knows what she's getting into. Uh, I've actually had you know colleagues. <laughs> who complained about, you know, marriage partners holding things in until they got married. Then right, they, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's a low blow to me. So. Yeah, that's weird. That's, yeah. That's we, put, we put it all on the table. And then mm-hmm. when we got engaged, because this is just what I advise, you know, the female, or God, take it or leave it to those who are listening. Like, you yeah. know. I think you should take it, it's, it's not. <laughs> right. it's, his stuff is not mine and my stuff is not his until we are together. Together. That's what I believe. And so we I had no obligation to him really until that ring was on my finger. And so what I did was, okay, once we did get engaged, we really started having even more serious talks. Um, you know, we started talking about, you know, how are we going to manage our finances? You know, are we going to do joint accounts? Are we going to do separate accounts? Like we had all that out on the table before we ever um, went, you know, down that aisle. Because let's be honest, the number one, one of the, I think it's it the, is number the number one, one. is it the number the one? It's because of money. Finance it. And so if you're not on the same page, I love you, but it's hard to love you if we can't put food on the table. Right. <laughs> if we can't put food on the table, love go out the door. Love go out the door. Love ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> 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 Hold on, like that's real because 
And one thing I really like is like y'all both took control of y'all finances. It wasn't one person's responsibility or the other person was just out the loop. Because that happens a lot too where yeah. one person pulling you in thousand dollars a day and the other person has no idea. Because <laughs> they put in all the trust in one other person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's Each right. person needs to be equally involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's really good. That's, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. 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 And that's Bye. like, <laughs> that's funny because we, we, we was just talking to uh, Hood Estates and Pocky, uh, Pocky and Sandy, Pocky's wife was saying how she pretty oh, much was saying, yeah. the, she was saying the same, she was saying what you just said, she was kind of saying the same thing. So I'm like, yo, that's, we, I just heard somebody else say that. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, that's funny. I'm like, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's super dope. But, uh, so getting back on the uh, real estate stuff, so off the, off the question I like asking also is like, is do you guys prefer like OPM or do you guys prefer using your own? You know, and I, <laughs> dang, you already know that. Yeah, I already know. We disagree here. Okay. Uh-uh. We do we? Like, I, I initially OPM, but I love the peace of mind knowing that you don't owe anyone. Oh, it's, it's mine. I ain't got to pay no interest to nobody. Even when it comes to rentals, I love when I get to purchase a rental mm-hmm. and I, I ain't got to go to no bank. I, agree I don't have to go to a friend. I agree with that. I can, you know, purchase something cash. I got the rental budget cash. Okay. And, and it's, it's me. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to convince nobody, you know, joint venture. I don't have to do any of that. I agree and disagree, though, because I think it's stages. Because, like, when you're first starting out, yeah. open them all day because right. most most I let's be honest. Money. Most investors the money. don't have cash. They don't have. And honestly, you go going back to your first question you asked us, like how did we do our first deal? It was a joint venture. Yeah. Because we were so inexperienced, we couldn't even get hard money or anything like that. Nobody, Nobody wants to lend to you. So even if your credit score is good and everything, it's still going to be hard to get financing if you've never had the experience. So it was by the grace of God that, you know, just through some networking, we were able to convince, we were able to convince a complete stranger to shell out, you know, almost $170,000 because they covered the rehab and the purchase. And we did the joint ventures split profit. So really the net profit was like 16 or 18. And then of course we just split that 50, 50. So our portion was like a little, uh, almost 10,000, something like that. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, going back to OPM, especially starting out all day, um, because it's easier to scale. Um, it, it really just depends on the person really at the end of the day. It depends on the investor. You'll have some people who have a Dave Ramsey approach to real estate investing, and that's, you know, cash only, cash only, save up, you know, pay everything for in cash. And although that's great and it's not a wrong way to do it, it it does kind of tie up your money. Because if you sink all your money into one property, you got to wait till you get more money to do something else. Whereas with, I'm sorry, (laughs) keep having some stuff going on right now. But um, if with you, when you're using OPM, you know, you can scale a little bit faster because Mm -hmm. you're using other people's, you know, income resources. So um, I think there's stages. Now, will we always use OPM? 
Maybe not. Uh, Maybe not. I hate answering people. (laughs) Maybe not, but cash definitely is a safer, safer route. Right, right. If you have not not owing anybody. So um, just on the topic of scaling, so I see like y'all doing big things. Y'all got Pellway Estates. Everything is super official. When was that mm-hmm. turning point for you when you guys pretty much transitioned into actually, you know, having everything branded and just being official like that? Like when was that point and how did y'all go through that process? Well, I'm credit her with this. We always started off that way. Like mm-hmm. even like I, when I first decided we was going to do real estate out. Like I wanted to put my feet to the ground. I was just ready to run. But then she like grabbed my shirt. She was like, wait, 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 wait. She was like, we don't have this and we don't have that. We got to get this. Uh, we got to get this logo, um, you know, patented. We got to get that. And so it, it cost us a few months. But because we waited those few months when we started off, we we always although we didn't have necessarily any experience, if you were to look at us face value, you'd you would have thought like, we were doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's honestly kind of what helped us get some of like our funding because we tried to appear professional even though we had zero (laughs) 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 had this nice packet and everything and so marketing does help now I will say to those listening you know don't wait to move because you don't have a logo or stuff like that it helped because I had a marketing background and like design and websites and stuff like that. So we didn't necessarily have to shell out a ton of money, you know, to do those things. I could just do them myself, but I know that's not everybody's case. So I would not say, hey, wait till you get, you know, logo before you go start looking for houses. That's not what we're saying, but it, it does help. You know, because, you know, first impressions are everything. everything. So if someone is trying to, you know, before someone wins you $170,000, yeah. you know, what if most people do? They're going to Google you. Right. They're going to research you. And so what shows up on, you know, sites and stuff like that really does help, you know, your brand and your business. Mm-hmm. And see, now, now that makes sense because the understanding you have a marketing background, because when you look at y'all page, it looked like a professional was doing it. It's like, damn. Like, so that, so that, made, so it, made, so it made perfect sense. Now, I'm like, oh, okay, if I'm putting two and two together like that, okay, I see, I see it. Thank you. Thank you. We actually had a marketing business before we, like a side hustle. Yeah. Um, before we got into real estate. The way designs. Yeah, and okay. that actually helped us go into real estate because, again, time is your biggest asset, and so while it was great and you could get, you know, a thousand for a website or something like that, my time was tied up all the time because right. I'm having to do graphics for these different clients. And I'm like, man, I'm not trying to do this when I can wholesale and get, you know, a $5,000, $8,000 check in two weeks, or I cannot really do anything and get a five figure check in a few months from flipping or rental income from a, a rental property. So our mind started shifting to fig- trying to figure out ways to make money without us being present. Mm, okay. And something uh, something else I want to ask is, so do y'all only buy in Kentucky? For right now, yes. Right now. Okay. And how was, cause, and it's funny because just a couple of days ago, one of, my, one of my family members hit me up and he was like, hey, cuz, I need your help. He's like, I'm thinking about buying some property. And I was like, where? He's like, Kentucky. 
And I'm like, yo, I don't really know much about the Kentucky market, bro. I don't know. I, I'm like, uh, so that's that's so I want to ask y'all. So how is how is that the Kentucky market? I mean, we love the Louisville market. Okay. You know, we got Amazon here. We got uh, UofL, which is one of the top universities in the country, especially popular for basketball. We have a lot of new developments. We got, you know, Mana. We got a lot of Fortune 500 companies here. Yeah. So we got the UPS airports. This is a lot of economic growth. We have one of the top growing cities um, in the country. So it's a lot of opportunity here. I think someone even sent us a message and say, y'all, y'all are putting Louisville on the map. There's opportunity to get, you know, for real estate investing here, even in Louisville, just like in Detroit and Cleveland. It's just not advertised as much. Mm. I think that's a benefit to us, though. It is. Right. So don't come here if y'all don't want to. <laughs> you know, we don't have to do it. Like, you know, the, the, my investor friends in Detroit, they tell me, like, well, D.C., competition. Uh, Philly, yeah. like, <laughs> it's a lot of competition. <laughs> a lot. So, um, I take that yeah. back. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to Kentucky. That's funny. That's funny. So I want to. So I want to ask this now. So, so whoever listens to this and they might want to get into flipping. So, what is like the the keys to that, or the first steps for someone that wants to get started in flipping the property? When you come to you can talk about know your numbers. I'm going to talk about just gut and just really check in. Your, yeah. Know, know your numbers. And I think that's, of course, you know, the rule for any type of real estate investing. You have to know and be confident what you're going to be able to sell it for and how much it's going to cost for you to actually do the renovation. We um, always say, you know, overestimate your rehab and underestimate your ARV, right? And that basically means some people always base everything on the best case scenario. Okay, right. I can sell it for 210, so I know I'm going to sell it for 210. Right. That may not always be the case. Right. You know, market shifts happen, seasons change, weather, there's a lot of different factors that can change what you might end up actually selling it for. Um, also, renovations. You have to get several bids. You have to know your material costs. You have to know what's going to cost. Because if you go in thinking it's only going to be 30 and that junk end up being double, <laughs> you can find yourself in some serious financial trouble. So you have to know what you're going to put into it. You have to know what you're going to get out of it and get experienced people on your team. That's one of the mistakes we said we made when we first started out. We had inexperienced contractors, realtors, everybody. <laughs> everybody knew. The blind, the blind leading the blind in our case. So, yeah, you have to you have to know your numbers. Yeah, and we Pay dearly, dearly for those mistakes because when you're dealing with other people, OPM, yeah, you know, other people gonna want your neck in your blood, yeah. and one of them even wanted our kids. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta find a way to sell that property, yeah. so you don't get into trouble. Right. But what were you about to say about the contractors? That's yeah, I, I would say uh, hold hands with somebody experience mm -hmm. um and for y'all who might hear this on our instagram forgive me if we don't respond to everybody <laughs> uh even on my personal account i know y'all are reaching out I'm, I'm i don't mean to be hypocritical <laughs> 
Well, wholesome hands who've been through it, and I know y'all been reaching out to me, but the reason I haven't been able to get to you is because I got a kid and everything else. So, blame right. DJ. Look, <laughs> hold, hold somebody's hand who's been through it. Uh, because if you hold their hand, they'll be able to snuff out the stuff that you don't see. You know, uh, even you, you asked about our first property. Uh, we should have snuffed out that our contractor was shady when we asked him the first time for um, for what, what did we ask him for? I think we had just asked him for a bid or something like that. No, not the bid. What's oh, the, the permit. 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 We asked him for a permit the first time. He, he just sidestepped us. He was like, I, mean, I don't know. I don't even know what answer he gave us. But we were so new, we was just like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so somebody experienced with me like, bro, <laughs> pay attention to that. <laughs> and we wouldn't have put so much money into him because once we finally figured it out, mm-hmm. we had paid him a lot of money. Yeah. And he just left, like ghosted overnight. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So this is also why if you follow us, um, <laughs> We are so heavy on contractors because I always say contractors, especially in real estate, if you are doing rehabbing, um, whether you're rehabbing for rental or flip, they can make or break your business if you don't write one. We've had so many people who, you know, when we share our our experiences with them, they'll DM us and say, yeah, man, and I got screwed over. Somebody stole this amount of money, stole this amount of money, or he said he did this and he didn't. I paid him for it, and so many <laughs> horror stories. So many horror stories. <laughs> so many horror stories with contractors, and, and like again, in our case, just to give a little uh, scenario of what happened. Pretty much, we were new, so we didn't even know really the steps <laughs> of a rehab. Mm. So we're really going into. We did a full gut. So people who are listening, if you're new, do not do full guts on your, your first yeah, one. Do a lipstick do job. Do a lipstick job. Cake, flooring, you know, the basic. Mm. Don't go in trying to tear down walls and everything else. Save that for when you get more experience. But in our case, we did not do that. And so our contractor did not get permits, which is a requirement, right. you know, for electric and plumbing and HVAC. Right. You know, he put up the drywall, put up everything. And so... You have all this stuff done, and we don't even know if it's done right. So when we called him out on it, he would ghost on it. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> answering calls and everything. Granted, you know, we've already paid him. So by the grace of God, we were able to find someone else who was still finished within our budget. But the reason why we say, you know, you have to have someone experience with you because, you know, what if we didn't find someone to finish it within our budget? We would have had to shell out more money. It could have been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And so that is just one of the reasons why, one, you really need to vet your contractors, you know, look them up, see if they've been sued, see if they have um, bad reviews, ask your friends around in your, in your RIAs and your local groups. Have you worked with so-and-so? How is this person? Really vet them because that's what we did not do mm-hmm. and which got us in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, We're getting real, right? That's, that, that's, a, that's some that's some heavy game right there because that's, that's information people definitely need to hear. Because that first, yeah. you know, that first time investor, you just be so happy and excited. You work with any anybody. You like, oh, you a contractor? You like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Come on, right. Come on. Oh, no, no, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. That's 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 heavy game right there. So at at this point, like, how many uh like uh. Deals have y'all done or projects have y'all done? Old. Yeah. We have done 16, mm. I think. 16. 
Too many in the account. It just say that at this point. It's, too... <laughs> it's around. It's somewhere between sixteen and eighteen. I know we're working on one right now that we haven't sold. We have okay. one pending, and then we have yeah, we have sold sixteen, and then we have two right now that mm-hmm. we're one is for sale and one we're about to list for sale. Wow. So it's, it's, it's it sounds like y'all just pretty much like moving at this point. Mm-hmm. When you got your feet on the ground, you pretty much moving. So it's like. Do y'all have like system in place that like helps it move this fast? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have um, scope of work. Um, yeah, we have a we have an actual system in place that we use regardless, and we've gotten to the point now where I wouldn't advise this for those listening. Don't do <laughs> don't do this. We're doing this now because we got some experience in the game. We messed up, but we messed up enough to know better. Right. But now you know we've gotten to the point we don't even have to use general contractors because we built our own team. Okay. So we used our own system to basically facilitate our own projects. And then on top of flipping, like I know we're mostly known for flipping because of all of the pictures we wholesale. You know, we do some creative um, strategies like um, subject twos and lease options. There's so many different ways to acquire real estate and, you know, to get passive income or even, you know, a check um, if you need some money up front or something like that. So we do a lot of different things now. So you you said you just mentioned uh, lease options. Mm -hmm. Do you mind like going over that a little bit more for the people that not that's not familiar with that? It is. It changes the game. Changes the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding it. You, I mean, you want to go over it? I'm a numbers person, so I can talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. so I'll give a because sh- it's a lot that goes into it. Maybe so, it for the sake of time, mm-hmm. I'll just give like a brief o- overview. Pretty much, um, have y'all heard about rent to own? Uh, do y'all know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically kind of what it is, right? So, we had um, an opportunity where pretty much there was a person, let's say a person is trying to sell their home, there's no equity in it, right? So they can't really sell it for more for whatever reason, right? And so pretty much it's a it's an opportunity to get paid three ways. Um, you get paid from a down payment upfront, non-refundable. Um, you get the cash flow, right, from each month. And then when you decide to sell it later on, whether that's two, three, four, five years, you get money, um, on the back end as well. So the reason why we like it, because it's basically you get control of the asset, even though you don't own the asset. Mm-hmm. So y'all following me? Mm-hmm. So take a, a recent example that we had, we had a, a girl who needed to move. Her husband um, got a job in a different city. They needed to move like ASAP. So they couldn't sell it. If they used a realtor, they would have had, they would have lost money, right? Because they would have to pay those commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, they didn't have any other choice but coming to us and saying, hey, I need you to help me <laughs> sell my home. So then we get uh, what they call a tenant buyer, right? So let's say if someone's home is worth 100 right, where they have a mortgage balance of 100 We're going to find a um, tenant buyer to sell it to for, I don't know, let's say just 130 for the sake, for the example. And let's say a person owes um, a uh, or let's say they have a $900 a month payment, mortgage payment. We're going to make that tenant buyer pay 1200 right? right? So we get that difference of cash flow. 1200 minus nine is what? 300 a month. And then let's say we said we're going to sell it to you for 130 right? But we're going to make you pay a down payment. So we'll say, okay, well, you're only going to, you can pay $10,000 right. to move in this house. So we get $10,000 up front, get the $300,000 cash flow. 
And then the profit when we sell it, 130 minus, you know, the down payment minus 100. So it's a way for you to, again, get a control of the asset without the asset. Great way to build passive income. And it also helps people out. Exactly. Like uh, the young lady, she's actually just a dear friend Mm -hmm. in uh, in a situation where, um, yeah, she she needs to get out of there. Mm -hmm. So it helps them out. And it also helps out your buyers who don't want to go through banks. Or can't go through banks. Or can't go through banks because of credit situations or whatever. Like now... Mm -hmm. Uh, they can use simply a down payment in order to uh, get into the home of their dreams or whatever. So, and then they have time to build up their credit or establish employment history, all of the things that are required by banks. But now they have this home that they can still move into while they work on those things to be able to qualify for a mortgage at a later time. Yeah. yeah. See? That makes sense. It's so many ways to get into real estate. That's why it's so funny to me when I talk to people and they're like, man, I want to get involved, but I'm going to wait until I got 20000 I'll be like, you know, that's cool. You could do that. But I'm like, hey, you could get started before that, bro. Like, you like, you can get started right now, for real. Like, it's... We haven't brought a single dollar to a deal yet. Wow. <laughs> He like up. <laughs> we haven't yet. We haven't had to bring money to buy a property yet because of being creative. Right. Whether it's using other people's money, whether it's subject toing, whether it's wholesaling, whether it's lease options, like you can't get into real estate without any money. We did it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we broke, broke. That just goes to show that, I mean, like, anybody, if you put your mind to it and you, like, pretty much get up and work towards it every day, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And something, I only got, like, a couple questions left to ask. It's, like, mm-hmm. so, like, long-term, uh, like, see, I mean, y'all got the kid, like, long-term, the kid <laughs> get, like, I'm pretty sure y'all doing this to create, like, a family legacy, something that's, that's you know what I'm saying? Because I know... Our background, we like first generation doing what we doing. So it's like when we had kids, they're going to be like blessed into this second. And it's going on them to carry it on. So like, how do y'all feel about like creating that family legacy? I think uh, Proverbs says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Man. Man, I'm so glad you brought that up, bro. Cause that, cause it's so like, man, this kind of getting off this ramble. This kind of get off top of that. Yeah, but ahead. because it's like, oh, it's like, man, I'm trying to think of how to word this without being like <laughs> offensive to some people. Cause like, you know, I grew up in, I, I, I grew, up, I grew up in the church. You grew up in the church, and it's like, mm-hmm. oftentimes, it's kind of like poverty is looked at, or, or wealth is looked at as like a bad thing. And you'll never, and you'll never hear people, you'll never hear people say that scripture, like never. That's one scripture you never hear. And I was, and I actually was, uh, I don't know what I was doing like last week, and I seen, and I seen that, and I was like, I ain't never heard nobody say that in church. They, they, they ain't never said that before. So that's like, that's like, man, that's so crazy. Like they say, right? I heard money is the root of all evil all the time, but I ain't never hear that. And even that scripture is not money is the a rule of money. It's the it's love the of money. money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think it's it's really important because yeah, it's 
You, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, there's two, there's two extremists out there. I feel like there's people who think, you know, money is the answer for all things, right? right? That's and that's not right. necessarily true. And you have some people, especially, you know, a lot of the Christian communities, yeah. like, if you, you know, doing well for yourself, or you wealthy, it's almost like, oh, you... Right. You I think the same way God blesses us with money, because mm-hmm. money is not bad. Um, he also calls us to be good stewards of what he gives us. Mm-hmm. And so us investing and not just letting our money sit idle is mm-hmm. actually doing what God wants us to do with it. Exactly. Look mm-hmm. at the parable of the of the talents when God mm-hmm. gives each man mm-hmm. uh talents and the man who does nothing with his talent and buries it. He rebukes that man and he gives his talent to the man who invested his talent and now has 10 talents. Yeah, it's a biblical mandate to do well with your money. Right, man. He just said, get the bag. Right, I love that because like I said, you don't don't never really hear that. And I feel like it's a duty for each generation is supposed to leave something or, or more than what was left to them. Like, that's a, mm-hmm. that's, that's I think like. Nobody, look, just to be honest, I don't think, I think as as young African Americans, we're getting smarter though. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that our parents, didn't know. like, yeah. not only did they not know, but they were just happy to get, to, to be getting by. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even like my generation, like us now, like me having graduated from college and realizing how whack. <laughs> of an investment it was. Yeah. Now I realize that unless my son maybe wants to become an engineer or maybe a lawyer or something like that, I don't think college may not be for him mm. because the ROI is terrible. Mm. Why would I spend, you know, eighty thousand dollars in tuition to get a thirty thousand dollar job? Right. Mm. Gross. Gross. <laughs> Gross. It's like that's, the methods that work back then. Don't work, work today. Yeah. Things are changing. Yeah. And this is not saying college, because you know, you got yeah, to get this way. Speak y'all really, really easily. <laughs> we are not saying college is bad, but you do have to, you know, what is your ROI? Are mm. you going into $100,000 plus debt to make a $50,000 job gross when you can do one flip and make that? Right. Or, or a few wholesales yeah. and make exactly. that and not have that debt weigh mm. you down and yeah. you know people still paying that off till they die and it's fact. I, I try to warn young African American men like who are just adamant about college or who <laughs> feel like they're nothing like bro who go get your electrician's bro go get your plumbing like bro bro go get your wielding like it's, it's so many avenues where you can get a bag yeah and and, uh, and, and you make two to three times more than a college graduate. Right. We've seen you know? it because we pay them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, bro, I plumber made how much that's in, real. in an hour? Just to fix minor things, we gonna we know we're gonna pay him, you know, one fifty to two hundred just to fix something minor. That's so real though. Like and we just did an episode with that just specifically talking about college for real and weighing that ROI. And that applies to like everything in life for real, like a relationship. Anything in life, you gotta weigh like what's this return gonna be on this? Yeah. <laughs> like, like a couple years from now, we still together, or if I'm still doing this, what's the return on this? And I see it. Every day I talk to people that went to went to college four years, and they like, damn, I'm out of college now. I'm trying to get this job. I'm only gonna be making thirty five thousand a year. I got eighty thousand dollars in student loans. And I'm like, yo, this don't even mm-hmm. like. 
You know, we didn't do the math. They don't like we went. To, we went to the military, so we so so we could have free school, get skills, and then got got out and did our thing. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that, that that the school thing, especially in this era right now, where information is abundant. Like some of you probably don't even gotta go to college. So a lot of these degrees, you go on YouTube and Google it out, and you can figure it out. So it's like <laughs> so, so that's interesting for real. That like. I don't know. Like, yeah, you got it. You... This is coming from people with. <laughs> yeah, she got her nasty. Oh, man. See, this is people who. Yes. So, so, you know, we're not saying this because we're salty because we don't have degrees, though. We got it. That's why we're saying, you know, weigh your options. Yeah. <laughs> weigh your options. And so I won't say my degree was a waste because I actually did. Um, I got my master's in public administration and I specialized in human resources okay. at the time. I wanted to be an HR director. And so while I learned a lot and that helps us even now when we're doing contracts and stuff like that, I use that information. But I didn't have to spend all that money to do that. I could have right. just went on Google and learned some of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, you just definitely have to weigh the ROI. Weigh the ROI. That's the realest thing in the world right yeah. there. And to be honest, like I think it's best, like, Cause you know you when it's time most people tell you go to college straight out of high school and you really don't know too much about anything i think the best thing to do is take a couple years to explore different career fields learn some stuff get a couple you know licenses and certifications and then come back if you think the college right college route is worth the money then right, right. i think college is the biggest scam <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's her keep it real keep it real Right, right. But that 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 still like I like I listen today I listen to Dave Ramsey podcast uh, and I be hearing doctors t- telling their stories about how they got hundreds of thousand dollars a day. <laughs> it's like <laughs> But also, you also hear those same surgeons, you know, they got these, you know, depreciating assets, you know, because they're trying to live at a certain level when you're really not. You broke. Yeah, Yeah, you're making $200,000 a year, but you $400,000 plus a day. You broke. (laughs) So you need to start living below your means Mm. and stop trying to stunt. (laughs) All y'all who may listen who have kids who are about to graduate high school, even junior high school, please think about this thoroughly. You don't want to start your kids behind the starting line of life. Start them ahead. Start them ahead. Yeah, you got the military again, like uh, she said, you you have, you can get certifications, license, trade, you can go Mm -hmm. a lot of routes, and if you want to, you can always come back to it. Mm -hmm. So, think about it. Mm, yeah, that's real right there. And it, it's, it's just so funny, man, because when we had that topic, a lot of people be going off like, nah, my degree was, I'm like, yo, all right, my chill. All right, that's your story. I ain't right, coming at you. I'm just saying. But yeah, so I only got one more question for y'all. And we, did, we asked everybody this too. It's like, with all the work y'all doing the game, y'all give back, do y'all feel like y'all have an obligation to like y'all community to give back and not just monetary? We just talking about like time. Uh, access to resources, information, all those things. Yeah, I I definitely feel the pull. And I was actually talking to Darius about that just the other day. Um, you know how we were talking about earlier how Louisville's not really known yet for, you know, somewhere to go to invest in real estate, right? And um, I think it's like 70% white here. No, I don't think it's that big. Probably. Well, it's big. (laughs) It's big. And so there's not that many Blacks here. And then on top of that, there's not a lot 
who invest. Mm. We even know how to invest. And so we really do want to bring awareness, you know, that, hey, you just like we started with nothing. Let's show you how to start and let's show you, you know, let's show you the ropes to do it. Now, Granny, you know, give us time. (laughs) We're still learning, and right. then, man, I think harder than real estate. Parenting is rough out here, y'all. <laughs> That's harder than dealing with contractors. <laughs> so, but, but, yeah, it's definitely on our heart to give back time and resources and actually show people how. And that's why we do give a lot of the free game, because we realize people just don't know. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a... They don't know. Yeah. I, I, we definitely got to get back. Sometimes I'm a little salty though at people. Because <laughs> I feel like, yo, I, I done got scars for this. You asking for it? Like, right. yeah, I, not- ain't, I ain't died over this. So. Yeah, this is not to say, you know, yeah. people should definitely get paid for their time. Yeah, so, right, 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 right. You know, minimizing that, but where we can, yeah. you know, we do try to. Especially young people. I guess I'm more endeared towards the generation coming up. Like yes. uh, we take out our college students when they come back from college. A lot of them will take out to sites and things like that. But for folks our age, you got you, money. You need, oh, yeah. I want a lunch. Yeah. <laughs> no, not even I just a lunch. Some. You need to get thousands of dollars for a sandwich. Right, for real, you get, <laughs> hey, that's just, they might have to pay up for real. Like that's how, that's how I see. I'm like, if you if you if you grow. I'm sorry. You want to pay like yeah, I don't. I don't like uh, uh, somebody. Somebody messaged me and uh, he was trying to learn about how to invest in real estate or whatever. And he was like, "Yeah, man, I'll pay you." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay. Yeah, you gonna, you gonna you right?" So he like he like so I'm telling him and stuff. And then he was like, "Man, he's like I ain't got the money." And I'm like, he was like he was like the day, right, right. but he, then he was like he was like so am I gonna have to have my parents sign over? And I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, bro, how old are you? <laughs> He's like, I'm 14. I was like, oh, I'm like, dog, you 14. I'm like, bro, call me right now. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. He's like, you young, bro. I'm like, if you young and you got that urgency like that, of course, I'm not going to charge you nothing. But it's like, you grown, especially if you like 25 plus. Yeah. Yo, don't expect, don't expect to get nothing, you know, no pass for free, for real. You know what I mean? <laughs> we plan. We plan to have. We actually plan to have a meetup before this, but then of course, life. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you gotta change that around. Right, we definitely cool. plan to have some like in person stuff and some mentoring later on. You know, also we also want to just develop experience. Like we didn't want to be one of those people who did one flip and all of a sudden we teach you. We gurus. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of them. Out there. It's, a, it's a whole lot of them. Did one flip and now we got a course. Like right. we're not trying to, we weren't trying to do that either. So we were trying to, you know, actually get some experience under our belts. Actually, have real life case studies and examples we can show you of what to do and what not to do, the successes and the 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 losses. So mm-hmm. um, that is definitely coming soon too. Man, that was so dope. And that's that's pretty much all. Like, I got one more oh, question. I'm seeing y'all on y'all Instagram page talking about travel hacking. So if y'all don't mind, like, just going over what that is, how you can get into it. Like, She's been waiting to ask that. Basically, with uh, major credit cards uh, from. The capital ones to, to especially Chase. Chase I want to say Chase has probably the best perks. 
Express, even over American Express. American Express is kind of elitist. But uh, yeah, just simple, simply uh, expenses that you know that you have, like monthly expenses. Uh, just using that card for those expenses. And also, it's, it's really good for investors because we spend thousands of dollars at a time on renovations. So if you put, if you charge, you know, $10,000 on your card, you just got... Ten thousand points. <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah. It depends. No, yeah. for just um, like, every, like for example, miles. Chase. And if we have a, if you go on our Instagram and our story and our yeah. highlights, we have links to our blog and we really go into detail. Yeah. Um, but basically, like for example, Chase is one of our favorite cards. They give you one point for everyday purchases, two points on food and anything traveling. So we only put on our card things we have to pay for anyway. Like this is not. Um, this is not advice to get a credit card and just start charging it up and, and putting right. stuff on it that you don't have money for. We always say treat your credit card like a debit card. If it's not in your bank account, oh, then you right. shouldn't be charging it, right? right? So, but if you have, even if you're not a real estate investing, investing, you you have got to pay gas, you got to do groceries, you know, you got every monthly basic monthly expenses that you can put on your card get points for it you accumulate enough points that's a free trip by the end of the year and it's perfect for us because our anniversary is in december mm-hmm. so by the time december comes we got all these points we got all these points free trip. Wow. <laughs> yeah. when y'all so, see us in dubai or abu dhabi or, uh, Greece or Paris, we ain't paying for we it not paying for it it's free. <laughs> That's the perfect gym to end it right there. <laughs> For real. And, but I so in December, quiet because we on vacation. We ain't talking to nobody. Talking to nobody. Y'all see. Yeah. But before before we let y'all go, we just want to say we definitely appreciate y'all coming on, yeah, taking yeah. the time out y'all day. It's busy schedules to chop it up with us for a second. And for the uh, for the people who want to get in touch with y'all, find out more about y'all, where could y'all might give out y'all information? Yeah. Uh, Google it. <laughs> we got yeah. the first page on that. But um, yeah, Petway Estates everywhere on Instagram, Facebook, even LinkedIn. Um, if you want to know about the resources that we use, even in our day-to-day business, you can go on Petway Toolbox, um, PetwayToolbox.com, Petway spelled with two Ts. And... Uh, yeah, just connect with us, whether you're trying to collab or if you need to buy a house, sell a house, or yeah. you want to learn how to invest. We got all of that information on those places. So that's how you can connect with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and that's all we Thank got. Y'all. We definitely appreciate y'all. <laughs> appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate we'll keep in touch. Y'all yeah, have a good one. You, you too, too. Chief. Yeah. All right. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast with Petway, Petway Estates, Darius and Courtney. And they gave a lot of game. I hope you guys can uh, take some take something from that and apply it to your life. And for those who don't know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. And uh, D, what's your info? And you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent or Deanna S. Kent. And you can find me on Twitter at Deanna S. Kent. And that's it. And th- oh, wait, wait. I'm forgetting something. My bad, man. Never mind. I'm tripping. <laughs> man, my bad. I'm tripping, man. But yeah, that's all we got for y'all. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.